Is Elias Pedersen going to make $27 million a year? I don't know about that, but one guy who deserves $27 million a year, Blake Creamer, okay? Creams and Dreams joins the show from the Apples and Genos podcast. That's coming up next year on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to another episode of Lockdown Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into the show, we got to thank you for tuning in to Lockdown Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical empower yourself when you purchase a jace case providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections oh hey man health is wealth okay get yours today at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com coming up on today's show as i mentioned having blake creamer on the show from the apples and genos podcast the fantasy guru hockey guy himself to talk all things Canucks and fantasy hockey. Uh, also got to talk a little Elias Pettersson off the jump here, though. Before we do that, I got to introduce my brother, my twin. Some people say we look alike. I disagree. Kyle Bound, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs, Locked On Canucks, your Canucks every day. Subscribe, hit the like button on this uh, video right here and follow us wherever you stream your podcast. Man, oh, man, I can't wait for today's discussion. I just can't wait, man, because... My mind's racing. I, I know we've been all over the place with this whole Pedersen debate and the contract. You know, one day it's $13 million, One day it's, oh, maybe he'll take a discount because, uh, you know, we got to build a team. And now today we're talking about this guy potentially being the highest paid player in the NHL going into the season after this season. Based on Trevor Beggs' uh, his projections, I'm just I'm just being serious, bro. It, it's, it's a possibility. It really is. And something else came to light before – uh, before we got together for today's episode. And it, it made me think. It made me think about how maybe he can make the most money in the NHL and it won't affect the bottom end of the roster too much. For real, for real, for real. Again, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, talking everything Canucks. And then again, we do talk to Blake Creamer about the future of fantasy hockey. Uh, am I am I on to something? Can fantasy hockey be cooler if we only care about the weekends? When we talk to the expert about that it, it, may, it may be a thing who knows uh begs you uh, what were you gonna say there yeah i was just gonna agree with you like uh we, we'll save that uh because we mm-hmm. talked about it with blake mm-hmm. um but yeah i think you know there's all different kinds of different different kinds of fancy hockey that can work right we see that with fancy football and all the different formats so kind of like you're on to something man it's a multi-million dollar idea i hope <laughs> you make uh millions and millions off of it dude i would definitely give you if i made multi if i made like 10 million dollars a year i definitely give you a million dollars every year off of that because you're my brother man i care about you and i care about your family for real i care about your family and then i would give a lot of millions to the people who are hungry because you got to take care of your neighbors man uh the world would be a better place if everyone was fed and then we can build off of that it's just the truth anyways hockey show and uh petterson okay so let's say petterson reaches the next level i think he can bagsy thinks he can too okay maybe he's gonna shoot the puck more uh, maybe he's gonna you know get that point total up to 105 110 and maybe just maybe he sticks around you know 102 maybe that's the case as well but while doing that he's also top three when it comes to the the best two-way centers in hockey which is an anomaly i think you brought up the name 
uh, last week when we we're having a brewski, Sergey Fedorov. What if he's that guy? So he could get 100 points again and, again, be a Selkie finalist. And it's like, boom, this guy does deserve the blank check. And the Canucks are going to have to give it. So let's say he becomes the highest paid player in hockey. It's an eight-year deal, uh, $13 million, 13 and a half, whatever the, whatever the deal is. It's not a four-year deal. It's an eight-year deal, $13.5 million. Is that the most horrible thing when it comes to building a team when we are seeing a development? It's been happening. There's that like lower middle class of NHL players that are no longer making $2 million a year. It's not 2.2 over three years. It's a million dollars. It's $800,000. It's 1.125 per year. We've seen it with the PU suitors, Thomas Tatars, uh, the Tyler Mots, et cetera. I know there's more cases out there, but I do think there's a small chance that that lower middle class of players that are really important in a deep playoff run, those guys that do their job, those depth players really do their thing. Again, maybe they're not making $2 million. Maybe they're not making $3 million. And that allows the best of the best in the sport to get paid what they deserve. And I think a lot of this has to stem from something I heard from 32 Thoughts, but also that Alan Walsh tweet when he was talking about how, oh, look at Joe Burrow. He's making $50 million a year and the, the highest paid player in hockey or Connor McDavid's making 12 and a half and Matthews is making 13 next season. Like, this is not right. The best of the best deserve to get paid the most. And I do think Pedersen is banking on himself and he wants to be put in that place, not just because of the paycheck, but because of the accolades. Like he wants to be known as one of the best players in the generation. And if he backs it up this season in the contract year and he picks up the points, he's one of the best two-way players in the league. And most importantly, the team wins and they make the playoffs and they make a little bit of noise. Dude, it's not going to surprise me if, again, he signs the biggest contract in NHL history in that moment. It's not going to be the biggest contract a couple of years from now, but in the moment, based on where the league is going, I could see it happening. Yeah, honestly, I I, I love the bullishes on Pedersen that you're bringing, Kyle. I'll say it was it would surprise me a bit if it, if he surpassed Matthew. Like his season, like he's basically got to put up that you know 110, 115, 120 points. He's got to be in that top three in the Selkie conversation. He's probably going to win the Hart Trophy as well. Like he's really got to stack the case, right? Like that's Matthews didn't win the Selkie, but he won the Hart and had 60 plus goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Pedersen's got to have that kind of season if he's going to make that kind of money. But to your point about stars getting paid, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think we saw the Canucks get crushed under the in, in, under the Jim Benning in terms of having like way too many middle of the road contracts, guys making three, four million who weren't really providing a lot of value. I'd much rather pay a star like Patterson 13 million uh, than have a bunch of three to $4 million guys on the team. Cause Patterson's really what's going to drive the bus here. And remember key point. I'm not talking about a four year deal at the end of the season. I'm talking about eight years locking the guy up until he's in his early thirties, you know, given the Canucks again, one of the best players on their roster for uh, a decade, close to a decade. And it's important. And I guess I got to throw this alternative question your way. Let's say again, Pedersen only picks up 100 points, only 100 points. Again, you know, he's around 102, 99, 103, but he's nominated for the Selkie. Uh, What's the number? Because again, we're talking about an outlier type of player. You could argue that in some cases, that Selkie type of player who now is going to be putting up 100 points is just as important as like a heart trophy winner in the regular season when it comes to winning games in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think... If that's the scenario that plays out, he's going to ask for Matthews money and probably end up with McDavid money at $12.5 billion, if he gets to that level. There you go. Okay, okay. So we're, we're 
the number again it keeps fluctuating it's like 13 it's like 12 it's like oh maybe 10 and a half or 11 and now based again based again on that tweet and what jeff merrick and elliot freeman were, were saying about the lower middle class player kind of evaporating when it comes to them making multi-millions it's making me think that it could be possible to still build a team if your pro scouting is really good and you're patient with contracts when it comes to dishing them out to those types of players all while paying your best players you know 12 percent, 13 percent of the overall cap i know it's a dangerous thing and i know i'm throwing out some really chaotic numbers but keep in mind i am talking about potentially hitting Pedersen with an eight-year deal. And it's not like a four-year bridge deal. It's like an eight-year deal uh, worth that much over, uh, well, I guess after he puts up a somewhat historic season this season. A guy who's banking on himself. Uh, Begsy, would you ever bank on yourself like like Pedersen? <laughs> yeah, I, I really got to deliver the goods here on Locked On Canucks <laughs> if that's the case. But uh, one guy I am banking on is Blake Creamer, okay? I haven't done my fantasy hockey draft yet, but this guy knows his stuff. We're going to get into it next year on Lockdown Connects. Everything fancy hockey with Blake Creamer, host of the Apples and Genos podcast. Let's throw to that now here on Lockdown Connects. People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I got to tell you that new episodes of Lockdown Connects will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all, okay? New episodes every day at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube, Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay, we're back on Locked On Canucks, and we got a we got a special guest. Okay, this dude's from Langley. He's from Surrey. He's from the Vancouver Island now, but deep down, we know it. We know this guy's from Surrey. Okay, Blake Creamer from the Apple and Geno's podcast. If you haven't seen it yet or watched it, you got to do it. Okay, it's a really fun way to absorb hockey. It is fa- fantasy related, but again, if you're just a hockey fan, you don't got to watch fantasy. It all connects. It all connects, uh, d- doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, you know what? That's 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 just a great way to put that, buddy. I love that. For sure, man. For sure. We also got Trevor Beggs here too. We're gonna we're gonna get to uh, uh, that idea, that idea that I was talking about a couple weeks ago about fantasy hockey and how uh, maybe I'm just being a little ignorant, but I just think it's a little it's missing something. It's a it's a little boring. It's a little bit too much. It's a little bit. Uh, I gotta focus on this every day. Why can't fantasy hockey just be important on the weekend, on the Saturday? Trevor added maybe on the Sunday too. Uh, make it more like fantasy football. Do you feel as if uh, that may make fantasy hockey a little bit more important, not only in my life, but just in general, again, if they copy what fantasy football does? Oh, God. Uh, you know what? I don't know. You might be talking to the wrong guy there because for me, that's I need to get into those details, man. What, what the hell am I supposed to do with the rest of my week? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what? Uh, what you're saying is actually it's kind of a cool idea. Um, but there's just so much going on that changes from week to week in hockey, like, mm-hmm. and there's just so much to analyze. So actually, um, a buddy of mine, he does an interesting fantasy league where it's they only count goals. Whoa. So you pick your team, but it's just goals. It's nothing else. So that, I don't know, that to me may be a little sexier, but I don't know. You guys, are you guys do fantasy yourselves? Are you, you planning on making this uh, weekly league or what? Oh yeah. I, uh, I've been in fantasy hockey for a long time and, and Kyle used to be into it. I think the Canucks started sucking and then Kyle just fell in love with hockey in general, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but we were in a fantasy hockey league for a couple of years. I, I remember like, I think I was second place, like at least two years, maybe even three years in a row. I was, I just mm. could never get over the hump. I still love it. I think there's room for both. Like when I when I think about fantasy football, you know, you got like super flex, you got like daily fantasy, you got so many options. But you know, I think Kyle's idea, which is really 
kind of stack it on the weekends. And the way I look at it too is yeah, the NHL could play, you know, 14 games, have like 28 teams playing on Saturday. And then on Sunday, kind of have like your Sunday night football, have like two games to kind of bring it home. So, I mean, I, I, I like the idea. I think it appeals more to the casual fan. But obviously, the the fancy hockey nerd slash degenerates like yourself, Blake, I think that, uh, you know, that might sound like it's uh, like it's not so, such a good idea. <laughs> you know what? I'm taking that as a compliment. Nerd degenerate. <laughs> book it. All right. That's where we're at. I love that. Um, I was saying to Kyle offline there, when you tell people you, you do fantasy hockey or like a fantasy hockey podcast, their eyes just glaze over. Like, what, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, you know, shots per 60 goals, you know, they, they don't, they don't want to hear that. So I think you might have some traction there with your idea, boys. Yeah. It's, it's, I just feel as if it's not, it's, it's not as sexy as fantasy football. And I think the only complaint that I do hear, that's the only complaint is like, oh, you got to set your lineup every day. That's the only complaint you hear. So I was like, oh, is there another way to tackle that issue by again, making uh, the weekends only matter, AKA stealing from uh, football in general but you know um again I, I said it off the top maybe i'm just being ignorant you know and trevor said it off the top too maybe i transformed into a casual hockey fan when the canucks started sucking i just hopped off the wagon i got too depressed uh, didn't want that thing in my in my life and in my mind and uh again i'm just being ignorant maybe fantasy hockey is super cool and i just got to get back into it the normal way uh let's talk about fantasy hockey in the vancouver canucks uh we, we talked about it earlier on the episode and i i want your projections for Elias Pettersson this year. What do you have him doing, uh, not only in fantasy hockey, uh, really, but, you know, in hockey in, in general this season? Yeah, um, super excited for Elias Pettersson this season. I mean, obviously, the guy just went ballistic last season. And I think, I don't know, you know, I think diehard fans could could see that coming, right? Mm-hmm. Like, at, you know, 100-point season, maybe I didn't see that coming, but, um, you know, he was just he was just firing on all cylinders last season. So this season, I think that we can sort of expect I, I projected him for 92 points this season. Um, but honestly, everything he did last season was sustainable to me. Um, besides, like, um, there's this thing that I follow in fantasy called uh, IPP. It's uh, individual points percentage. And what that means is um, the percentage of points that he is in on when he's on the ice. Right. And his IPP is individual points percentage was top five in the league. So that says to me, this guy, when he's out there, he's running the show. Everything's going through him, right? Um, so that's a that's an exciting thing. And that boosted way up this last season. So I think it's sustainable to me. So 92 points, I'm liking that. One of the things about Pedersen that um, I think might regress a little bit is I've heard Tockett say that he doesn't want to use Pedersen or Miller on the penalty kill anymore. So, you know, Pedersen and Miller, they both had led, led the league in shorthanded points. They had nine points each. Uh, shorthanded so I think that might go away and that's sort of where I'm getting the 92 points but dang this man's a freaking unit I love uh Patterson and I'm excited about him this season hey maybe he can make up that production on the power play though right I mean well, yeah, uh you know, I think true. the Canucks with Bo Horvat out of the picture last year uh the power play was still efficient but it wasn't as good as it was previously so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm as bullish as, as you want to lose Patterson. Maybe even more bullish because I, I I think 102 points, it's going to be hard to hit again. But I also think this guy, you know, he could get in the stratosphere of 110 plus. I, I think that's a realistic projector for Elias Pedersen. You know, in a contract year, I'm a big motivation guy, okay? I think Elias Pedersen, he's motivated to get paid. So, you know, 50 goals, 70 apples, 120 points. Might not be oh, out of the picture. My. God, I love where you're going with this, buddy. Yeah, hey. that, that you know what, as a Canucks fan, that would be freaking awesome, man. That would be incredible. Hey, speaking of freaking awesome, I, I don't know if you know this, but Begsy and I, we watched uh, Pedersen's first game together, 
and bro, for real, it was it was like one of our strongest moments as a as brothers in this thing called our <laughs> lives. And maybe that's why we have this uh, not only fascination towards Patterson, but this uh, this utmost appreciation for what his potential could be. Now, do you think that he quote unquote regresses in points because uh, Kuzmenko? Uh, doesn't have uh, the offensive year that he had last year as well when it comes to goal scoring. Uh, I'm curious to see uh, where you see Kuzmenko projecting uh, this season. Yeah, there's a potential. I mean, Kuzmenko is actually uh, kind of a contentious topic in fantasy. I like to call him Big Kuzi. And that's that's the way I, I like to re- uh, refer to Kuzmenko. But um, also, he's got the best head of hair in the biz. All right, so let's agree on that. You guys with me on that? Yeah. Oh, Brock okay. Besserman has something to say about that. But. Oh, okay. He's got the best flow, but Kuzmenko, I don't know. Well, you know, potato, potato, right, Trevor? Um, all right. Let's, uh, yeah, for me, Kuzmenko is going to regress a little bit. And one of the main issues there is his shooting percentage was freaking ridiculous. I mean, he shot at like 27%. People don't do that over a whole season. I mean, do you do you remember Kuzmenko last season? The amount of like tap-in goals that he had where Pedersen was just ripping it off his stick that's like right in the crease. I mean, how Mm -hmm. many goals did he have like that? So I think that's going to regress a little bit. You can't rely on that type of efficiency for a player, but I think Kuzmenko is going to get, he's going to be more a part of the offense this season. He's going to get more minutes and Kuzmenko didn't shoot very much last year. So I think there's a potential that he shoots some more. So I projected Kuzmenko for 68 points. Um, and that's that's a conservative projection, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's headroom there for that to go up because he's attached to PD, right? That's that's the one two uh, that they've got there. So I mean, anyone with that kind of access to Pedersen has a really good chance at uh, delivering some good offensive production. But love big Koozie. I think he could smash that projection. Why not? Why sixty eight? Why not sixty nine points? Nice. So. Um, you, you know what? I've, it, maybe I'll go back into my projections. Maybe maybe I can squeeze, squeeze <laughs> another on, point in there. You know what? Missed opportunity, point. buddy. Missed opportunity. <laughs> no, that's the truth, man. Missed opportunity there with 69. 69 uh, is overrated, okay? For real, man. I've been saying it for a long time. The hockey community loves 69. It's like their favorite position in the world of of intercourse. And I'm just like, dude, 69 is overrated. Way too messy, okay? Way too messy. Way too many things going on, okay? For real, for real, for real. <laughs> Anywho, uh, something that uh, Trevor will not disagree on, though, is uh, him, like him and I kind of coming to terms with Brock Besser being on that top line as well. Uh, is that the only way Brock Besser picks up a lot of points this season? I'm curious to see again where you have him projecting, not only in the lineup, but again, at the end of the season when it comes to playing 82 games and that point total. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm so excited about Besser this season. And I, I'm, this is like kind of a Homer take too. like, I really want Besser to succeed. Obviously the things that he's gone through over the past few years, like, like go, you know, Hmm. have an ailing father and go out and try and play like one of the hardest sports in the world. You know what I mean? And try and succeed. Like it's just, Hmm. you can't do it. Right. So I think hopefully he's over the hump there mentally. And I love just that he, he kind of went to Patrick Alvin and was like, don't trade me. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to be here. Don't trade me. I love that. He's in good shape. He's healthy. I think Besser, um, first off, he's he's going to be a staple in the top six. I think he's going to play with JT Miller and, and whoever they have on the left side there on the second line. But um, I've got Besser for 30 goals and 38 assists. So, um, yeah, 68 points as well. That's a bullish projection on Besser. But I think if he gets 30 and 30, that's a successful season for Besser. And I really want to see that. And it's just a player I'm, I'm excited about. And you can get him really late in your drafts. Yeah, not not a lot of love for Brock Besser. And, and I've been kind of saying this here on Lockdown Connects for a while. Shout out to the everydayers. They probably know this. But I think the way to get the most out of Brock Besser and the way for him to kind of hit your projection there, Blake, is to put him on the top line with Kuzmenko and Pedersen. And there was some pushback in our comments. But for me, 
you got to get the most out of Brock Besser. I mean, this guy's making a pretty penny for the Vancouver Canucks. He uh, He's always had a lot going on in his life, but he has underperformed. Mm-hmm. I think to get the most out of Brock Besser, you got to stick him on the top line with Pedersen and Kuzmenko. I just want to see it for a little bit. Like, just try it <laughs> out, Rick Tockett. Come on. I'm pretty tired of seeing Brock Besser with JT Miller or Sheldon Dries. Stick Besser with Pedersen where he's had success in the past. And I think that line could be one of the most dangerous lines in hockey if they get the chance to work their magic. I think it's really key that they get him on the power play, even more than the top mm. line. Like, get him on that power play. He deserves to be there. Anthony Bavillier, no. Thank you for your service, my man. Get the hell out of my sight. Go to power play two. All right. Brock Besser, we need him on the top power play, whipping it around with the big boys. All right. And that's where I think a lot of that offense can can come. And I, I like him with Miller there. I think he has some familiarity there. Uh, Bavillier played well on that line with Pedersen and Kuzmeko, but whatever. You know, I just want to see Besser get an opportunity. I want to see more deployment for that man. Yeah, and yeah. that's a good observation. I mean, I really haven't even connected those dots, you know, having Besser be the fourth forward consistently on that power play, and that's going to, you know, lead to points, but more importantly, lead to confidence. And we just need Brock Besser as a Canuck fan, not even a fantasy hockey fan, to just be uh, consistent for 99% of the season and not be invisible for spurts. And uh, if that's the case, the Canucks are a better team. They're also a better team if JT Miller gets closer to 99 points again in this thing called his life. Uh, again, we're just we're just throwing this out to you. Uh, what are your projections for JT Miller this season? Oh my, he's he's a beefer. He's a beefer with cheese. Love me some <laughs> JT Miller, especially in category leagues. So I think you know I've I've got a kind of a conservative projection on JT Miller as well. But it it's difficult. All these projections too, like mm-hmm. you know, we only have a little bit of time with Talkit, right? So we have a small sample size of what it looks like with Talkit. So it is kind of a new coach situation coming in. So you can't rely on what we've seen historically. But I mean, JT Miller played better once Talkit got in there, right? <laughs> like it, pretty much everybody did, right? Um, so I've got Miller for 31 goals, 57 assists. So, you know, what is that? 88, 87. I can't, I can't do math. All right. But uh, he's, he's great on the power play. He hits, I've got him projected for 178 hits. My God, buddy, calm down. All right. Um, and just a ton of deployment. So I'm really big on Miller. I mean, and, and I'm excited, uh, you know, this is not what we're talking about, but I'm excited that Hughes kind of got the captaincy. I didn't really want Miller to, to get that. I think he's going to be better as kind of a, you know, a vocal leader without the spotlight, you know, cause he's a bit of a dingus as we know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited about the team for sure. Uh, a beefer with cheese and a dingus. That's a, that's a, that's an interesting combination. Right that's there. a combo. So not, yeah. That's not a many guys can. Not many guys can pull that off. Hey, and speaking of combo, me, like you talked about category league. I mean, the one league I'm in is a 16 teamer and it's a category league. So, you know, I think JT Miller could have some value there. Uh, you, you know, I, I think Blake, you know, people they shouldn't screw around with their, uh, with their fancy hockey lineup. And obviously, you know, if they need some fancy hockey advice, you're the guy that they should listen to, you know, let's talk about some more projects on the other side, especially with Quinn Hughes. Uh, but first speaking of things that you don't want to screw around with your health. Okay. You don't want to screw around with your health. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping to have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical, it's simple, baby. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. 
don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKDOWN at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKDOWN. Okay, okay. We back, people. Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, but more importantly, Blake Creamer, okay? Creamer. Yo, I'm calling you Creams, dude. I'm calling you Mr. Creams, dude. You know what? Okay. That's nice. Creams and dreams. Yeah. Creams and dreams? I, yeah. Uh, title of your sex tape. Whoa! <laughs> no, just the truth, man. It's just the truth. Uh, we're loving the energy, and uh, this is just a consistent uh, consistent thing from Blake, okay? Apple and Geno's podcast. It's a fantasy hockey podcast. It's a hockey nerd podcast. It's just like the ultimate hockey extravaganza podcast. Go check it out on YouTube and wherever you stream your podcasts. Again, a lot of fun, okay? Uh, uh, fun is nice. You need fun in your, your life, and uh, we're having fun here talking about projections. Uh, one of my favorite things to do as a sports fan. Now, before we go and talk about Hughes and Heronic, then let you go, I'm just curious. Did, did you play a lot of like NHL growing up, and were you a big like fantasy draft type of person? while playing GM mode because you just seem like that type of dude man yeah you know what even goes further than that when when I was in high school I went to an art school as I was telling you there Kyle and uh, we mm. didn't have any sports but what we did have was a ball hockey intramural league and uh our gym teacher that put it on she took it really seriously like she did full statistics we had uh we had fantasy drafts so the top six scores of the league would draft their team of this list. So I would do a draft every year because I was one of the captains. And I think that's kind of what happened, man. And then I ended up a couple of years later doing a pool with my stepdad and mm-hmm. we ended up winning and that's all that it takes. Right. And then, you, and then now I'm addicted, man. Now I have a problem, but that's, uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you're helping other people out along the way, right? With the Apple's and Geno's podcast and you're, you're enlightening us here too, man. So I, I'm, I'm curious, I'm kind of curious for more of a enlightenment, enlightenment from the creams and dreams. Um, Quinn Hughes, man, Quinn Hughes, like you, you look at the list right now, this guy's considered top five in terms of Norris voting. Um, and a lot of that comes from his, his ability to put up points. How many points do you see Quinn Hughes get next season? And could he for once crest the double digit mark in goals? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't have him for double digits, but you know what? He doesn't need to do that. Like, um, he, I've got him first off, I've got him for nine goals. So right under there, Trevor, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, and 73 assists. Boom. Oh. All right. Um, you know, so 80, what is that? 81, 82 points. Um, 80, I think yeah. it's going to be a big season for Quinn Hughes. And he's the type of guy too, that I think is going to thrive with this captaincy, right? This is going to elevate him. It's not, he's not going to f- fold under the pressure. He's, he seems really mentally strong to me. So I think that he's going to thrive under that pressure and he's going to get all the opportunities. So even strike minutes, you know, probably three, three and a half to four minutes on the power play. Like this guy's insane. Right. So, um, I am a big fan of Quinn Hughes and I, I, you know, after I projected him, I was really surprised that it was over 80 points. And I think that is doable, right? That seems like kind of crazy, but I mean, look what he did last year, right? Like he doesn't need to do that much more to get 80 over 80 points. So yeah, I'm really excited about Hughes for sure. Yeah, honestly, it's uh, I, I just said Pedersen's going to get 120 points. So, I mean, I don't want to, you know, be too uh, grandiose here. But, you know, for Quinn Hughes, it's like I watched what Roman Yossi did uh, with 96 points. I watched what Eric Carlson did hitting 100 points. I don't see why Hughes can't get to those heights. Yeah. You know, a guy's a phenom on the power play. Uh, one of the best playmakers in the NHL. I think probably the goal scoring is what, what could hold him back. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, like I, I could see this guy hitting 80 assists in this season on its own. So like you said, he might not need to score the goals. I, I could see this guy, maybe not next season, but at some point in his career, I do believe he's going to crest 90 points. There you go. Um, one of the things I think with Hughes too, that makes him different than guys like Yossi or Dougie Hamilton is the shot generation, right? Hughes mm-hmm. isn't a big shot generator from the back end there. So um, that's probably what's going to hold him back, but he doesn't need to be. They got guys to do that. They got Petey and Big Koozie. Oh my God. And Millsy, that beefer. <laughs> Yo, maybe uh, let, he, uh, an interesting point. Like let's say uh, Patterson sh- shoots the puck more, you know? And I think that's one thing that he may do. I mean, he uh, had that little clip on the internet saying that he wants to surpass 102 points this season. And if he nice. shoots the puck more and he gets that first pass from Hughes at the top, maybe that adds a couple more assists to his total. Um, I didn't watch any Philip Ronick play games last season. Uh, again, casual hockey fan here, right, Trevor? Um, how do you how do you see Hironic doing this season with this set of talent ahead of him on the Ford group? Like, uh, again, I guess the easiest question is like, uh, what do you have this guy projecting for points uh, this season? Yeah. Um, Hronik's going to be interesting again, small sample size. And I don't think we can look at last season as a comparable really, because it was a different situation for him in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of the season in Detroit, he was on power play one. He, he booted most cider the hell out of town and took uh, power play one there in Detroit. So, you know, a lot of his points were kind of bolstered by that power play time. And he's not going to get that here in Vancouver. Right. But um, I do have him projected for 38 points um, with some decent perifs, Right. So hit some blocks. Um, and I, I just think it's, it, you know, if, if anything happens to Quinn Hughes, this guy's an auto ad, right. He's going right to power play one with the big boys. Um, but I, you know, I, that's not why they signed him, right? They don't need mm-hmm. him to be as offensive as he was last season. They need him to lock it down, right? And I love, I love the moves that Canucks made in the offseason here with Carson Susie, Ian Cole, Bluger, and Hronik. Like this is going to be a much better team defensively. But yeah, Hronik, 38 points. If if he gets on power play one somehow, you can boost that up to probably 45. Yeah, I, I just got to say, so Her- Philip Hronik was probably the steal of my fantasy hockey draft last year. I got this guy late in the draft somewhere. No one cared about the Red Wings. I don't even know if half the guys knew who Philip Pronick was. And there he was putting up, what was it? I think it was 38 points in 60-something games. Like, he was on a great pace last season. So, like you said, going to be really hard to replicate that in Vancouver. Uh, but fantasy hockey aside, like you said, it's, that's not what matters. I mean, the Canucks need Philip Pronick to be an absolute difference maker. It's probably not going to come in the points department. But, my God, they made a big bet on this guy. They need yeah. him to deliver next season. No, they do. They 100% do. and. Uh, I was curious, you know, I need to know, uh, like how other people viewed, uh, Philip Aronic and it's sounding as if both of you guys look at this guy more as a two way defender, two way defender, uh, when reaching his peak. And that's what the Canucks ultimately need, you know, just more defensive, uh, skill back there. Uh, Blake, you did a, you did a phenomenal job. Okay. You're, you're way better than Trevor and I at this. Okay. For real, man. You a fun guy. You a mushroom, you a I, mushroom. I, and it's not I'm a fun guy. It's not surprising because, again, you got a little bit of Surrey in you, for real. Uh, speak more about yourself before you uh, end things off on Locked on Canucks. Plug whatever you want. Shout to Surrey. Shout to Blake. And, uh, yeah, uh, the floor is yours. Thanks, boys. Um, first off, thanks so much for having me. I love the content you guys are producing here. And I love the Canucks. Honestly, I I, I always think about 
that uh, Michael Scott quote, like uh, from the office, like no doubt about it. I am ready to be hurt again. And that's what, <laughs> that's what the Canucks are to me, right? It's like, Oh damn, there's some hope here. We, you know, we're going to make the playoffs this year. Like, Oh God, no. But uh, anyways, uh, you can find me over on X. All right. At Blake Creamer AG. Also um, you can check out at Apple's Genos as well. Um, we are the Apple's and Genos fantasy hockey podcast uh, on all platforms. You can check that out and we're getting the biz on the regular. We also have a YouTube uh, so you can just uh, search Apple's and Genos and get your biscuits in there. But thank you guys so much for having me. Really appreciate that. Keep up the good work boys. Thank you. You, uh, you helped us out a lot today. And I think you saved a lot of people's uh, fantasy hockey teams this year by projecting, uh, you know, some of the, the Canucks stats and whatnot. And uh, man, thanks a lot for doing this. And um, I, I guarantee we'll see you down the road this season unlocked on Canucks. Okay, okay. We back on Locked on Canucks. Your Canucks every day. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Comment Corner coming up in 30 seconds. Uh, Beggsy, before we do that, we, we got to shout out the dude again, okay? Blake Creamer, that guy is entertaining, man. Again, Langley Surrey, Vancouver Island, native. He just got all that BC energy in him. And he put on a show for the people here on Lockdown Canucks, and we really do appreciate it. If you want to have more fun with your hockey listening experience, the Apple and Geno's podcast, it's fun, man. It's a simulation. You know what I'm saying? You got to you gotta sprinkle in some of that uh, escapism in your life. Oh, yeah, 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 100% do. And, uh, yeah, that guy is, is an all-time beauty. Uh, definitely one of the favorite people I've – my favorite people I've ever talked to on a podcast. Uh, you know, Kyle, you're up there too, though. Yeah, it's okay if he's a little bit better. It is what it is. He just put on a performance, okay? Uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of all-time beauties from Surrey, R.C. Baines. He has the potential to be one of those guys. And somebody left us a comment that had me thinking – about R.C. Baines and this season and the Vancouver Canucks. Let's get to it. Welcome to Comment Corner, powered by paraphrasing. This comment is from our friend Dave. I think the King of Surrey is going to get called up and play 15 games, put up four points and bring energy on every shift. Okay, thank you so much for the comment and ultimately another projection on a Canuck player this season. And this time the projection was uh, the Surrey native. R.C. Baines doing some things for the Vancouver Canucks. I know you're high on R.C. Baines. I know I am. You know, we're both from Surrey. Uh, we got to be loyal to our brothers and sisters from this side of town, our neighbors. Where do you see R.C. Baines fitting in with the Vancouver Canucks this season? How many games does he play? Is he the first call up like Faber was saying? And what type of stat line does he put up? Yeah, I mean, for me with R.C. Baines, I I would love to see him shoot the puck more. Like I remember he just, I think he, what he had like, what, maybe like 60 shots in the regular. He had like less than a shot a game almost. Whoa. Um, he's just like playmaker first, penalty killer first, very complete player. Uh, I mean, if I'm going to put a number on it, I'm, I'm going to say he plays like 12 games for the Canucks next season. Um, wow. I think there's a lot of winger depth working against him, but I, I agree with Faber. I mean, that guy, obviously he knows his stuff and watches uh, more hockey than almost anybody in the world. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I agree. I think RC was an extremely complete player. And if injuries hit the Canucks, he's going to be an attractive option because of his diverse skill set. Yeah. And his intelligence. And, um, uh, you know, when you, when you bring up like his, uh, his assist total and like versus his shot total, like he's just a team guy first, a team guy first. And I don't know if Faber mentioned it in the quote that I used yesterday. I, th I think he actually did, but like, those are the types of guys, right? Like those, two-way guys who are intelligent, who work hard, who, you know, are somewhat team first. Like those are the types of guys that get called up 
throughout the season. And I think you bank on that because you don't want to project that you're going to, you know, lose one of your offensive top six guys early on in the season due to injury. It's just, uh, it's just the way it is. And I do hope Archie Baines uh, does get some game time. Um, maybe not necessarily because of injury completely, but because of alterations to the lineup. And I don't know if this is like a really bold thing to say. Maybe there's a little bit of bias because again, we're from Surrey, but man, oh man, if there's, if there's a guy who can like surprise people in training camp and potentially, you know, push a guy like Pot Colson back to Abbotsford to start the season, Archie Baines. You know, I don't know if he's going to push Paul Coles out of the lineup, but he's going to make it to the NHL. And it's going to be a big moment for Arcee and the city of Surrey. Oh, man, I can't wait for Arcee to make his NHL debut. Guy is, uh, he's even, he's an even bigger, oh, I shouldn't say, I was going to say he's a bigger beauty than Blake, but that's probably not true. No, he is. He's, oh, he's, he's like, nah, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's 50 50. You know what? If Arcee yeah, Baines plays one. 12 games, leave it to the like commenters. If Arcee Baines plays 12 games, like you said, he's going to make a, you know, a pretty, pretty good amount of money for a little bit, you know, and, now, then you can go tip the people at Cactus Club Scott Road a little bit more. For real, man. You got to help your neighbors out. For real, for real, for real. That was another episode of Locked on Canucks on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you streamed or enjoyed this expanse. Man, oh, man, it's your Canucks every day. On that note, tomorrow, I think we'll be uploading an episode that Trevor Bags had with Locked on Kings. And then we'll end off the week on Friday with an episode, potentially, before we get back to full-time duty next week. Hockey is here and man oh man begsy i appreciate your time sign us out hey let's go shout out to those everydayers the occasional listeners and this is your first time listening you came for blake didn't you i don't blame <laughs> you but anyways we appreciate you tuning in here at locked on canucks coming up gotta talk a little pto stuff training camp battles oh we're getting close babe we're getting close young stars coming up preseason i believe is two weeks away maybe a little less Woo! let's go baby locked on canucks we'll have you covered but for now i'm trevor Beggs. he's kyle bowen and we thank you for listening to locked on canucks